It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it! Then we're done! And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes, get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. G-M-G-P. Good people. Good morning to everybody in the building who woke y'all asses up with your boy Ray G. You can find me on X at Ray GQ and my man Jay Rich at your boy Jay Rich. On that good old Twitter, I see everybody in the building this morning. What's good with you, Marlon, Anthony, Adam, Joe, Jimbo in the building, Graphic 13, my man Robert Holland, Mike R, BC, Marlon, Alex. Let's get it. Friday, Friday, Friday. Y'all know Jay Rich going to be off the damn chain today. We got a lot to dive into. We got injuries, news and notes, fantasy takeaways from the top games, and then we'll kind of breeze through the shitty ones. And we're going to talk some 2024 because we've got some really good college football games on this weekend as well. Hit the music, Jay. Hit the music. We're good. We're good. Hey, Jay, man. Hey, does my uh, my color, man, do, do I look a little gray today? Do I look a little gray? I need some reds in the color, man. I look, I feel you, like... You look a little desaturated, potentially, a little bit. Uh, well, I, tr okay. I, I tried to go for the cinema look today, man, and uh, oh, I, I kind of don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. But appreciate everybody being in the building. Jay Rich, I already started talking to you, so I might as well bring you on the damn screen. How you doing this morning, my man? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, I didn't watch much of the game yesterday. Uh, mm. I put that out on Twitter. So if anyone was wondering what's going to happen today, we're not going to talk a whole lot of what well, happened. We are going to. No, we're. We are oh, gonna, really? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. We have a lot yes. to talk about. Your boy, Bryce? Maybe. Uh, are we going to rank him in his draft class at quarterback? Because that could be interesting. <laughs> but the Bears got a big win yesterday. Helped helped Carolina stay at the bottom, right? Have you ever seen a team happier to win because it improved their draft stock? Yep. To potentially get that. That, that was wild. The, the story behind that was pretty crazy to see all that play out. But we are going to yep. talk about that game 
couple couple of things we need to discuss in that game, sure. Jay. But we do have a lot to get to. We normally play around at oh, the beginning of this day. We, we got a lot to get to. Uh, we definitely want to hit some college football at the end of the show. There are some very, very key matchups and some kind of uh, groundbreaking news from the college world that dropped the other day that we'll get to a little later in the show. But there are a lot of players that we need to talk about from a fantasy perspective. You know, sometimes, Jay, I read the YouTube comments and... We had one last week that kind of resonated with me. It stuck with me. So okay. I kind of altered some things to the show sheet. And what the comment essentially said is when we're kind of going through these game previews, you know, don't just say Adam Thielen is a start. Kind of give some options of would you rather start Adam Thielen or Tyler Boyd or whatever the name may be, right? So I was yeah. like, you know what? That's, fa- that's fair, constructive criticism. We can take that and implement that. Yeah, we could implement <laughs> YouTube comments are tricky, man. We could take that in. Um, but we, we've got some different ways that we're going to kind of structure the would-you-rathers and some starts and et cetera, et cetera, to make this uh, entertaining and actionable, Jay. But we did have a lot of content drop this past week. Gene and Ike most recently dropped yesterday straight to the bank. Jay, straight to the bank today? Not, no Not straight today. to the bank today, right? You know you know what I was, I've been laughing, right? So I've been using San Francisco as my outro to the show for a while. And I made the decision, Ray, that I will not do another podcast until the 49ers win another game. So hopefully they win this week. They have a big game this week. All right, well, there it is. Scott Connor, he and I, Destination Chill, check that out. We just talked straight players on Wednesday night. And then we got college football stuff dropping. We dropped some other additional Mm -hmm. content pieces, Sam Howe. So just check out everything that's going on at Destination Day. We do this, drop it for free for you to consume, for you to take it. All that we ask is you subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, all that other good stuff. Jay Rich, get to the news and notes, man, so we can get to the show. All right, everyone, big news segment again. Uh, Feels like every Friday Uh, is a big news segment. Go faster through it. Dave Montgomery back this week, Ray. Will Levis named the starting quarterback in Tennessee. So Ryan Tannehill is done, at least for now. We'll see what happens. But not expected to start again for Tennessee. Will be Will Levis moving forward. Traylon Burke still in concussion protocol. Haven't got an update from him. Your Los Angeles Rams are on bye this week. But they did sign Carson Wentz to be their backup quarterback and released Brett Rippon. So if anything does happen with Matthew Stafford, it will be Carson Wentz moving forward. They released Rippon and a few other players off their roster. I did want to mention that Justin Fields almost played yesterday. He did log practices all week and should be starting in week 11. Kyler Murray was activated off the pup and expected to start this week. James Conner was also designated to return and practice Wednesday and Thursday. So there is a chance that he plays this week. Ray, Bleacher Reports, Jordan Schultz reported that your Dallas Cowboys signed Martavius Bryant, the former Mm. bad boy on the Pittsburgh Steelers, is back in the NFL at least We'll see how far he makes it through the Cowboys roster. But again, a big potential addition to this team. Tons of speed, very explosive, a player that the Cowboys desperately need. The Giants have signed Matt Barkley to the active roster. Tyrod Taylor says his season-ending injury is not, or his injury is not season-ending, and he potentially could return. We know Daniel Jones is out. And they also signed, who is it? Oh, Jacob Eason to their uh, practice squad. Tommy DeVito is expected to start this week against your Cowboys, but I would not be shocked at all if we did see Matt Barkley. The Vikings are designating Justin Jefferson to return very (laughs) shortly. I don't think it's happened yet, but should be happening very soon. Jefferson says he's day-to-day, but wants to get back to 100% before he does ultimately come back. Nico Collins is dealing with an undisclosed injury. He did not practice Wednesday or Thursday, but the Texans did get Robert Woods back at practice yesterday. So again, Nico Collins trade off for Robert Woods. Not ideal, but not terrible either. Getting Woods back would be big, but hopefully Nico can suit up. But him missing Wednesday and Thursday is definitely not a good sign for him this weekend. The Jacksonville Jaguars got Zay Jones back at practice. He's missed the past few weeks 
with an injury. He practiced um, on Wednesday, and I believe he also practiced yesterday, so he should be back, but we haven't gotten an official designation over whether or not he will return this week against the 49ers. On the Bengals' front, though, T. Higgins, hamstring injury on Wednesday. Jamar Chase dealing with a back injury. Higgins did not practice Wednesday or Thursday and is not expected to play this weekend. But in the terms of Chase, he did practice Thursday, didn't practice Wednesday, and it was limited, but he is expected to give it a go and play this week against the Houston Texans. So hopefully, if you have Jamar Chase, he will be fine for you. Obviously, you will be starting him. Curtis Samuel is back at practice on Thursday, and so he should be playing this week against Seattle. Obviously, we were kind of in on Jameson Crowder for a week. He played like crap, but thank God Curtis Samuel is back because Sam Howe could definitely use him. Your boy Drake London practiced Wednesday and Thursday in full, so he is good to go for this week. Ravens running back Keaton Mitchell, who everyone was blowing their fab on, or at least any fab you had left on, this week, he did pop up on the injury report yesterday with a hamstring injury. He has been dealing with a hamstring injury since week eight, and even I think a little bit before that. So it has been a lingering thing. He tweaked it the other day. So we'll see what his status is, but there could be potential for him to miss this week. And Texans running back Damian Pierce did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. So it may be another Devin Singletary week for the Texans at running back. And Ray, I don't know if you want to get into the college football news now or later, later but that is pretty later. much everything for the NFL news heading into Friday. All right. Yep. We'll get into college football later. Let's uh, let's start with the Thursday night game. I do want to start talking about the Thursday night football game. Chicago Bears beat the uh, Carolina Panthers, and it was an beat awful down. game. It was a it was an awful game. Both sides of the ball, terrible, stank. What's your list of this, Jay? Let's uh let's listen to this and dissect because I I, I have a I got some questions, man. We we got I got okay. questions and there needs to be answers, man. Let's listen to this. Our defense ball. Great game, start to finish. We have to be better. I have to be better first and foremost. I have to be. I have to be a lot better. So you know, we have to be better. We we. It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Um, and that's not me. That's not just me. That that's everyone. You know, we're competitors. Losing is, is frustrating. Um, you know, it's fresh. You feel it. But at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta turn the page and being frustrated however you feel it's not gonna not gonna win you a game it's not gonna help um you have to turn that and, and use that in action throughout the week and then we have to translate it to 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 sunday or thursday tonight whatever we we have to translate it we we care we work hard you know i'm i'm grateful to be playing with the guys that that i am you know we work hard um you know we're we're throughout the week you know we look good we execute we we, we do we we push but we, we got to find a way to make that make that translate again, especially especially offensively. First, again, first and foremost, myself, I have to be better. Have to be better. And as a unit, we we can't put out. We we can't have performances like that. We can't. We're better than that. We can't put that on film. So yeah, it's it's very frustrating. Um, but ultimately, again, frustrated or not, it's not going to help you next week. So we got to be able to use that, turn it into something, and channel it, and, and find a way. So that was uh, Bryce Young. His post-game press conference interview following that loss to where you watch that game, hard for me to tell which player was the number one overall pick, to be honest with you. Like, wh mm -hmm. which guy, if you would have said which one was the number one overall pick, I think, if you, I, I, think it, I think if it were a casual fan that knew nothing about football, they probably would have said Tyson Bajan, right? And my question to you is not whether his dynasty value is this or that, but do we give Bryce Young a pass because he's a likable guy? Because he feels like, you know what I mean? He, he feels like, uh, real talk, like, no, it's not. Like, do we give him a pass? Because 
I haven't met a soul who says they don't like Bryce Young. There's a lot of people who say they hate Mac Jones. They don't like Deshaun Watson. I can't stand Dak Prescott for whatever reason it is, right? For whatever narrative, internal feeling that you have, people don't like certain players. I haven't, I haven't heard anybody say that they dislike Bryce Young, right? They dislike his persona. Everybody says he's a great kid, hard worker. I understand that you watch the Carolina Panthers, and I legitimately talked about this on Wednesday. I said, wait until Thursday. Watch how non-creative the offense is, how poorly schemed the, the offensive weapons are. And you look at league average wide receiver separation, and you see Adam Thielen below that. Jonathan Mingo, yeah. full yard below league average separation. That, that, like They don't have good weapons, but, mm-hmm. but, when you trade Jalen Carter, the 101 next yep. year, a second round pick, DJ Moore, li- literally that was the trade. They gave up DJ yeah. Moore, Jalen Carter, the 101 next year, and a second round pick for this quarterback at 101. I, I kind of don't want to hear all of that, man. Like I want to see, even if they're not winning, I want to see 250 yards. I want to see flashes of, oh my goodness, it looks bad now. But just wait until they get T. Higgins, until they draft yeah. Troy Franklin, until they get some upgrades at, at the outside skill position players. I'm watching this, and it feels like the whole thing just needs to be rebooted, man. Like, you watch this, and it ain't just Frank Wright. Frank Wright's not helping at all. It's not just Bryce Young, but Bryce Young's not doing his part either. It's not just the receivers, but the receivers aren't doing their part. The whole thing from top to bottom feels very bad, Jay. And we say this a lot, that a lot more players are ruined in the NFL than they are developed. And this is a player who had a limited skill set coming in. This play, There's no doubt everybody knew from the moment he was drafted he didn't have the arm of an Anthony Richardson. He didn't have yeah. the arm strength of a Will Levis. He didn't have the prototypical size of C.J. Stroud. But we, we liked him, and we thought that that magic could, could translate, and he could be a guy that can help elevate an offense. And right now, he feels like he's not only not elevating the offense, I don't, I don't want to say he's pulling it back, but he damn sure ain't elevating it. What are your thoughts on just how this situation gets better? You've got David Tepper, who seems to be an incompetent type of owner. I mean... Yep, and I, just I, fired his uh, his soccer team's coach soccer as well, team's right? Coach who his went manager, to the playoffs. Yeah. Right, who mm-hmm. went to the playoffs. How does this get better? Screw fantasy football for a minute. How does it get better for him in Carolina? Because what I saw last night, it it doesn't look like there's much hope at all, man. So talking about Bryce Young and his character and kind of do we give him a pass? I would say a little bit, but I also believe, you know, that in the NFL, that happens pretty routinely. Good people who, you know, have good character and show that kind of week in and week out do get the benefit of the doubt sometimes, maybe to the fault of the media, but... That's something that's always kind of been in Bryce's favor, for better or worse. And, and I think to your point, that's probably not going to change. Are we giving him a pass a little bit? Sometimes, I don't know. So I feel like he is pretty heavily scrutinized, even though his team is bad and his his offensive coach is bad. And, you know, Frank Wright gives up the play calling duties. Thomas Brown has him now. What changed? I mean, it's been a couple weeks. They had the bye week. Nothing's really changed. It still looks just as bad as before. So you talk about what's next for Carolina. Um, you know, you called me last week before I did my show Bleach Report, and you think there could be a change in Carolina at, at coach. Absolutely. And the more this plays out, if it was revealed that, you know, Frank Wright had any inclination to take Bryce Young at number one, 
then I think he deserves to be fired because that's you putting your stamp on a guy after you gave up all this capital. You talk about the situation getting better. It's not going to. I mean, what are you going to draft Jonathan Mingo again in the second round? We already saw that play out, how bad of a pick that was. So you look at what happened with Bryce. And I think the biggest thing that sticks into my mind, Ray, is Bryce Young is not a number one overall pick. Correct. Right? And, and you talked about this a ton and, and you just hit on it. He doesn't have this these traits, this skill set, this tantalizing upside that tells you this guy deserves to be number one. If it was Anthony Richardson number one, we'd say he's raw. He still has tons of potential, but he showed flashes. CJ Stroud, obviously, rookie of the year. No question, number one quarterback in his draft class. Not even close. But even when you compare him to Will Levis, Will Levis has already showed some throws and talent on the field that we haven't seen from Bryce Young in his limited action already in the NFL. And that's the biggest problem for Bryce is he is not a number one overall pick. And I think... I was talking to my buddy about this yesterday. Is he kind of where Tua was early in his career? Now, Tua was dealing with injuries. He was really struggling on the field. But the pressure that Tua didn't have, he was not the number one overall pick. But he was heavily scrutinized because Justin Herbert looked way better than him and won Rookie of the Year. And so when you look at that aspect of it is... Do you, do you think that there's a world where down the line, Bryce is a fine quarterback in the NFL, but not what he was drafted to be, and it's simply a little bit because he was not ever and probably never should have been the first overall pick, and it probably should have been an Anthony Richardson or a CJ Stroud because they have the more prototypical tools that could be a high-ceiling quarterback in the NFL. Listen, listen, it, yes, that is very true, Jay, but if, we tr if we're being honest and we go back to that time period, I mean, anybody who was talking about it was, oh, yeah, take Bryce Young number one. Ah, oh, Bryce Young mm -hmm. number one. So it's true. Yeah. The revision is history. It's easy to say that now, but we kind of knew those things going in. Bryce Young is, is a trailer, in my opinion, but I think he yeah. could be a very good high-end type of trailer, which you could, you could win, and that, that's fine. They, they need some help. When you're leading Russia at 23 yards on the ground, Chuba Hubbard stinks, Miles Sanders stinks, Adam Thielen loved the revitalization, you know, the rejuvenation of his yes. career, but he's a 33-year-old receiver whose game was never predicated really on speed and, and, and his quick twitch muscle fibers. I mean, he's 33 years old. Mingo's yeah. raw. Th this is a bad situation. Here's what I'll caution Dynasty Gamers on. And I understand, like my co-host Scott said, I'd sell at 70% what I bought him for today. I'll get out. 60%. I'm not going to argue that. I'm not. If that's what you want to do, I don't think that's fine. Yeah. But we have seen, like, I just caution people just to throw quarterbacks away after their first season. I mean, people were saying the same things about Trevor Lawrence, and we can get into him and whether he really deserves to be valued as a top five quarterback or not. But the reality mm -hmm. was outside of that Urban Meyer situation, he improved leaps and bounds in year two. There were a lot of people who were very nervous about Jalen Hurts in his start of his yep. career, when he started those final four games his rookie season, even after his second, his first full season starting, people a little, I don't know about Hurts. So I, I, from what I've heard about him is he's got the mental makeup to work and try, right? He cares. He gives a damn. He's going to do yeah. everything he can to improve over the offseason. They got to find him some help. I see some people in the chat saying T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, he's got to find some help, somebody that can win, Quickly yep. off the line, they have to. They had a guy. He was on the other side of the field last night. DJ Moore is gone. They need a running. They, there is no running game. Think about this: you have no running game, no threats on the outside, no damn tight end. 
E- easy, easy defensive assignment for me. This is a walk in the goddamn park. Sign me up for this assignment. All I got to do is get hands up around a five foot nine, hundred ninety pound quarterback. I could single yep. up the outside, and I don't Cover have to one, load. And I don't have to load the box because they got stank running backs. It's a very easy offense to defend. You wouldn't want to play with this team on Madden, let alone play them or play with them in the actual NFL. It's not good for Bryce Young right now. It's not good for Young right now. But I just caution folks that the game of football is not just a very smooth elevator ride up, right? Mm -hmm. Escalator to the top. I mean, there's leaps and bounds. There's trials and tribulations. And it would be interesting to see who would thrive in this type of situation. Bryce Young deserves some blame. He is absolutely right. He must play better. He hasn't shown enough, right? He hasn't shown enough. That's our takeaway, I think, is he hasn't shown enough. But the Carolina Panthers do need to do some more to help him out. So do they need a. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. touch on the all star coaching staff, right? Remember the the coaching staff? Oh, yeah. Around the world, the Hall of Famers. And they all stink. They all stink, Jay. But week 10, we got a couple of teams on by. No Patrick Mahomes, no Puka Nakua, no Jalen Hurts, and no Tyreek Hill. I mean, all the heavy hitters, damn, out this week. Damn, Mostert, Waddle, damn. Tua, everybody yeah, out. Big, heavy hitters, big week. heavy hitters out of there. But we do have the Colts and the Patriots. Eight thirty a.m., which means you could sleep in. What? You could sleep in. Don't yeah. worry about it. Sleep in. Get your Z's. Go to church. Pray. Do something. Pray for your fans. Stop, Stop playing. Start Stop praying. Playing. Yeah, Start see? praying yeah. on Sunday morning, man. You ain't got to worry about that. Colts, Patriots. Eight thirty a.m. Jay, just quickly. Jonathan Taylor, you're running him. Michael Pittman, yeah. you're running him. Um, Ramondre. Demario Douglas, right? Pop Douglas. Could be I viable. Like Pop um, Devontae Rem- Parker is out with his concussion, so he's, he's not going to be playing. He's out. So uh, definitely opportunities for Douglas. But again, Ray, here's my question to you. Can the Patriots put up points on this Colts defense? Because we've talked about how their defense is very susceptible to points. They've allowed a lot of points to certain teams. Can the Patriots this week be one of those teams and put up, let's say, more than 20 points on them? They better. They should. They better is right. Get Pop Douglas the ball, man. Get Pop. Get yeah. Pop the ball. I like Pop Douglas. I think it's, uh, it's, it is a very bad team, but I like Pop Douglas. Uh, Zach Moss, you starting him this week, and we'll get to some would you rather's. But quickly, I think he's on the flex radar as well. I mean, you got to keep yeah. playing Zach Moss. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of guys, a lot of big guys out this week that we really want to start. So you got to Zach Moss is is viable. The Patriots defense against running backs is it's okay. So it's not a must for sure. All right, we've got Cleveland, Baltimore. We'll touch on them in the main block. Houston, Cincinnati. Cincinnati favored by six and a half over under 65 and a half points in that one. We'll talk about them in the main block. You say 65, 46 and a half, right? 46 46 and a half, 46 and a half. Yeah, 65 and a half would have been wild. Uh, San Francisco, Jacksonville. We'll touch on them in a little bit. Saints and the Vikings, Jay. The Saints are favored by three, 41 point total over under. Alvin Kamara, Ronham. Uh, Chris Olave, you're playing him from the Saints. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr, you probably have no other choice than Superflex, so go ahead and fire him up. Minnesota side of the ball, Jay Josh Dobbs, you firing him up this week? Um, Superflex, quarterback, yeah. I think he's viable. I think he's shown that week in and week out that you, you can start him. Again, some fears about the New Orleans defense, but Tyson Bage did it. Top 10 quarterback against the Saints defense, even though he threw three picks. So I think you're starting Dobbs. will probably get, you know, his customary 40 to 60 rushing yards. And I think on the New Orleans side, my question for you, Ray, is would you start Taysom Hill as your tight end this week? Absolutely. I'm done playing around. Give me Taysom. I'm not. I'm not I just got to start him. I don't give a damn if he's a tight end, a Swiss Army knife. Doesn't matter. Taysom Hill's the in the ultimate super flex, he, baby. Let's go. He's a top five. He's a top five tight end, Jay. He's got to be oh, a top, yeah. five, top five tight end this week. He's got to be. 
It's got to be. I don't still even know who's playing. Can, can trade for him anytime for a third. you want. Yeah, anytime yeah. you want. Go get you some, say some hell if you're a contender, Jay. Uh, Minnesota side of the ball. Addison, I believe KJ Osborne is out. Is Osborne out? He hasn't been confirmed out, but he hasn't practiced this week. Right. He hasn't practiced. Don't this expect week. him to play. Yeah. Don't expect T- him to play. So it'd be Addison, Powell. Um, and then obviously TJ Hawkinson heavily involved. Hawkinson heavily. Oh, the other involved. guy is Ty Chandler, is is the guy to watch this week on mm-hmm. the Minnesota side because Cam Akers is out. Obviously, yep. Madison stinks. So hopefully we see some more Ty Chandler. Hey, Madison's all right for fantasy, man. Don't do don't do Alex that bad. Don't do Alexander Madison like that. Your boy Jordan Love versus your boy Kenny Pickett. Uh the Pittsburgh oh, Steelers man. favored by three in that matchup. 39 point total. We're not talking cover. about, we're not talking cover, about them in the main block, but uh, from the Pittsburgh side of the ball. <laughs> Would you start any running backs on the Steelers side? We're starting Deontay. Um, we're benching yes. Pickens, right? Because Pickens ain't got no target share no more. You don't feel good about it. You don't feel good about Pickens this I week. I feel great about it. Oh, I mean playing him. You don't feel good about oh, playing. Okay. Would I start any of the running backs? Yeah. Would you start Najee this week on the Pittsburgh side? I'm being real, man. It, I don't want to. I would rather Jalen Warren. I'd rather just take a shot on the more explosive back. Okay. I would probably I think the volume I, could be if, there, right? Close flip game. Flip a coin. Flip a coin. Yeah. Flip a coin with that one, Pittsburgh Jay. But out. I I'd probably start Jalen Warren. Uh Detroit, Tennessee and Tampa Bay. Uh well from the Green Bay side of the ball, excuse me. Green Bay. Aaron Jones. Are you starting I think I would start Aaron Jones. He got good him. volume last week. Um <clears throat> yes. not starting Jordan Love if I can help it. And I don't want anybody on Green Bay. I don't, not Christian Watson. Not I just don't want to guess who it's going to be. Uh, I hope Christian Watson can kind of assume that alpha role in the offense practice all week. So should be available. Should be healthy. Should be fine. Um, but I just I don't feel good starting him this week unless it's like a deep flex type option. I'm not. It's really just Aaron Jones for me. All right, Tennessee at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay favored by one in that matchup. Jay Will Levis starter for the rest of the season. Will Levis versus Baker Mayfield, baby. Let's get it. Uh, for the Tennessee side of the ball, you are firing up DeAndre Hopkins. He yep. is going to be a locked and loaded wide receiver two for you. You would also start Derrick Henry. He's a locked and loaded RB1, RB2 mm-hmm. for you on the week. Question for you, Chigo Conquo, any interest in the tight end? Not really. Uh, again, m- matchup-wise, it's okay for tight ends this mm-hmm. week, but I probably wouldn't. I don't really want to go there. Let me see. So Tampa Bay is near the bottom, it looks like. That's or they're not, in middle what, of the pack. Middle, middle of, the of the pack. pack. So they're not middle terrible. Middle of the pack. It's it's more so Kate Otten is not a, doesn't have a good matchup. Tennessee doesn't allow very much to tight ends, but I think the bigger thing for me is that I think you have to start Rashad White this week. Absolutely. Even though I don't no like the matchup, you are starting Rashad White. All the Absolutely. receiving work he's getting, you got to start Rashad White. Look at him yes. on your little thumbnail at the back there. Yeah, man. Yeah, you started, after you, you hated starting, it on him, uh, you're starting Rashad White. And yeah. from the the other pass catchers, you are going to start Chris Godwin. You're going to start Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. And I think you still start Kate Otten due to the fact that you just got to. St- I would still start him. He's being so targeted Tennessee's heavy. 68 fantasy points allowed to opposing tight ends, which is third worst in the NFL. Cleveland's only allowed 46. Pittsburgh 67. It's they are surprisingly very good against tight end this year. I don't give a damn. You just got to start him. Just you just they're throwing him the ball. You just start him. There. I don't care about. Just start him, Jay. Uh, who else do we have? Washington. Oh, excuse me. Detroit Chargers. We'll talk about them in the main block. Falcons yes. Cardinals. We'll talk about them in the main block. Commanders Seahawks. Jay. Sam Howe said we're in on them. We're in on slinging we, Sammy, we baby. Sam we are Howell. in on Sammy slinging Howe. And uh, yep. you got to fire him up. You got to fire him up versus the Seattle defense. 
pick your poison at receiver. He's going to throw the ball 40 times. So Terry McLaurin, mm-hmm. Curtis Samuel, John Dotson, Byron Pringle, James, I don't know who's going to catch the passes because Sam Howe throws. He does not discriminate. He'll throw to any and everybody, which is which is good for Sam Howe. Good for him, right? Yeah, a little frustrating for us because it's tough to figure out. There is no consolidated target share. But if I had to bank on it, Terry McLaurin would be one of them. And then take a guess. Not really sure who the other pass catcher will be on this week. On the other side of the ball, your boy Geno Smith, who you just despise, uh, you probably have to fire him up as a QB2 and super flex. Kenneth Walker losing volume, doesn't practice, yep. but he's going to play. You're going to fire him up. The receivers, JSN, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. What are you doing with those three? Oh, man, I don't even know. The, the, the good thing for the commanders is that they are a great matchup, and that, that's the biggest problem here is you have Geno Smith. You probably got to start him because Washington, third worst team, in points per game allowed to quarterbacks. Same thing for wide receivers. They're third in points allowed to wide receivers, 40 points a game. I think the guy you want to start, though, is probably Metcalf. And then I think it's probably Metcalf, Lockett, JSN. Right? I think in that order, which you know sounds a little chalky, but they do allow Chalk. slightly more points to outside wide receivers. And I think you look at who's beat the commanders, A.J. Brown, D- uh, D.J. Moore, like these yeah. bigger outside dominant wide receivers. And that's kind of the way I think they win. So you would be looking at a Metcalf as kind of the top guy. And then you'd probably go to a Lockett and a JSN. JSN did have the majority of the targets last week, though. So there is that factor. We'll see how that plays. But yeah, Gino is a start, but I don't feel great about it but this this is a game with once again where if he can't get it right at home against his defense it's a big problem for seattle and big problem yeah, for that, that should be drafting a quarterback next year not to immediately replace geno smith right off the rip but you got to start prepping for life after geno smith jay um giants and the cowboys will keep this very brief from the giant side of the the ball you will only start saquon barkley that is no devito I'm right. not, I'm I have not to starting though, Danny DeVito, can, no. Is there any world where you would bench Saquon this week? Like, any world? No. I think you could pretty easily make the case that, it, depending on the roster, no. I don't think he's a must-start. Because nah. Saquon's, there's, just, there's, just, there's no Sa- hope Saquon's gone after this year, so the Giants are about to load oh, him yeah. up. Just give him all the touches he can handle. I, I don't think there's... I, you can make it... Here's the thing. You can make a case for him struggling in this game, but you still got to start him. You're not benching Saquon Barkley. Benching him for what? For Gus, for, for Gus Edwards, like, and Gus Edwards may have a good game, but I'm not benching him for B-Rob. I'm not benching him for... Will you him bench for, him for James Conner if he's back? Uh, I would play James Conner. I'm not benching Saquon Barkley. Dallas side of the ball, fire him up. All, just f- Ferguson, Pollard. Yeah, you just got to play him. Tony Pollard. Pollard should score, right? He, this is it. This is the final goddamn straw. With t- you better do something this week, man. He got Tony Pollard so- or Saquon Barkley this week? Tony Pollard. <laughs> like, it better be Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard better come through with it this week, man. He, we have Just give us give us one, Tony Pollard. Give us one. That's it from that game. You're starting your cow. CeeDee Lamb started him. I would not play Brandon Cooks. I just would not do that unless okay. you absolutely are just desperate. I wouldn't do it. I do like Jake Ferguson a lot in that matchup. Really coming on as a strong tight end one option down the stretch. Absolutely. And then finally, Jay, we've got the Jets and the Raiders. My goodness. Um, you know Woo. what? You know what? I'm actually mildly interested in this one. I want to see the Raiders with Antonio Pierce. They're getting their playmakers the ball. Aiden O'Connell, I'm fine with this matchup. Zach Wilson, maybe this matchup against the Raiders allows Zach Wilson to get the ball to Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall can smash. 
The names sound very dirty and disgusting, but I'm okay with this one. Now, is this Sunday night? Is this the Sunday night This game? is Sunday night football, oh, yes. Oh, oh, <laughs> 37 oh, point oh, over oh, under. Oh. Uh, Ray, you want a little quick synopsis for this it, game? It Raiders tastes, are third in the NFL. like if you fart <laughs> under the covers and the, the, your mouth is up. That's what this tastes like. It just it's, it's stank, man, but you got to smell it. You just got to... It's it's dirty, but you got to watch it, man. It's it's nasty, but you got to watch it. Jay, go ahead. You're giving real yeah. analysis here. Primetime slate this week is it's rough. But yeah, Raiders are third in the NFL in rushing yards allowed to opposing running backs. So Brees Hall, great spot for him. And same thing on the other side with uh, the Jets. The Jets are allowing 96 rushing yards a game, seventh in the NFL to opposing running backs. So pretty good for Jacobs, too, who had a pretty good week last week. So I'm excited to see if Jacobs can continue to build off this because we've been like dying for pretty much anything from Josh Jacobs. Uh, but yeah, 37 point over under, not great. I am a little worried for O'Connell because he is dealing with this Jets defense that has given a lot of quarterbacks fits. This yeah, this is the Dutch oven game, man. You know, it's it's, it's a foul smell, but you got to double back just to just to make sure your nose ain't playing tricks on you, Jay. But let's get to the biggest storylines going into the fantasy weekend. And I want to start off with the Atlanta Falcons and the Arizona Cardinals game. Jay, because you know who's back, man. We got him back. Kyler Murray in the building, baby. Let's go. Kyler is back. Kyler Murray is back in action, Jay. And this is one where I'm glad to be wrong. I did not think there is a snowball's chance in hell Arizona would play him this season. But, Jay, I've got a little conspiracy theory as to why they are getting him on the field now. In really? A, in a Talk situation to where it doesn't even matter, really, if he plays. Are they just are, is is Gannon and this new regime? Are they just wanting to get a look at Kyler Murray before the draft? Uh, do they want to just get a look at Kyler Murray to see what they want to do potentially if they end up with the number one or number two overall pick? You know, there there are plenty of mock drafts that are out there, and plenty of draft analysts who think Arizona could very well take Caleb Williams one hundred and one, go for a quarterback, trade Kyler Murray. You look at them moving Josh Dobbs, who was playing good football. Josh Dobbs is. Damn near starting to earn his way into like a bridge role next season or beyond. Do you think they are just playing Kyler Murray to see what they have in him and if they want to move forward with him? Or is this just the, the simple product of he's healthy and we're going to play him and he's going to be our long term guy regardless? I think it could be a bit of an audition for sure. Whole new regime in Arizona, but. You know, if they didn't believe he was the long-term answer, I don't know if they would have brought him back because we all know that now they could win, you know, they could win three games down the stretch. I think that's more than reasonable. Kyler's at probably worst a 500-ish quarterback when you just talk about winning games. They still have pretty good pieces. They've showed all with Josh Dobbs. I think the more interesting thing for me is how does Kyler look in this offense? We've never seen him operate in a non-Cliff Kingsbury offense, and Josh Dobbs did do a pretty good job at keeping this team competitive. So I am kind of excited to see what does... Murray look like does he run the ball more do they still do these design plays does he still dump it off can he hit players over the middle so I think there's a lot to discover with Kyler and and to your point about whether he fits as the long-term answer I think how he plays in this offense will be a big part of that yeah and I see a couple of people agreeing definitely a showcase game to see trade value Joe says Kyler on my Raiders would be fire you know, uh, Dynasty Showcase. Like, everybody's like, Showcase, Showcase, Showcase. We'll see. And Cody Carpentier, shout out to Cody, man. Cody doing good shit, my dog. Gannon trying to make Kyler earn the job. You know? You suck. We're taking a quarterback. Yeah. You went to that. That's my thought. That Because there's no other reason to play him. They're, they're, you've got, they've got the number one pick, or they're right in line to do that. So there's, yeah, no, other right reason, there's no other reason to play him other than, let's see if you're going to work with me. 
And if we want to move forward with you, what does this mean for Arizona's offense? I'll say this should be very good moving forward, but I'm tempering expectations immediately. Do not, I'm not expecting Kyler Murray this Sunday to go out there, run for 75 yards and throw for 310. I, I don't have that type of expectation for him off the rip, Jay, but what will help him is a healthy James Conner. And if James Conner is back, that is definitely going to help him out. So I think you are 1,000% firing up James Conner as a Mm rock-solid RB2 with potentially RB1 upside off of usage and volume. Hollywood Brown, Jay, I'm very excited for Marquise Brown. I talked about him on the Trinity report that I dropped late last night, but he's got a Trinity score of 6.83. That is very good, and he's been maintaining that despite the fact that he does not have you know, an elite-level quarterback. He's expected to be about right around 15 points a game. He's getting you close to 12 and a half. So with Kyler Murray there, I do expect an uptick in volume for Hollywood Brown. Jay, but the player that I'm most excited about for the Arizona Cardinals is somebody that you and I both have quite a few shares of across our do, dynasty yeah. leagues, man. Big McBride, Trey McBride, Jay. I am ready for some McBride season, Jay. I am ready for Trey McBride. No Zach Ertz. We know how Kyler was peppering Zach Ertz in the offense. Trey McBride really starting to come on. And I'm excited for this young man. I think he has all the makings of a legitimate, bona fide, tight end weapon for us in fantasy football. All he needed was the opportunity. We've been on him for a while. I'm excited for Trey McBride right now uh, on the Fantasy Pros ECR rankings. He's number 10, tight end 10 on the week. Trey McBride, how do you feel about McBride? Because I'm a big McBride guy. So I like McBride this week, right? The Atlanta Falcons allowed 13.4 fantasy points to tight ends, which is 11th in the league. The one concern, you know, kind of going back to Hollywood is that if he does play outside, the Atlanta Falcons have the best defense at stopping outside wide receivers, 8.1 points per game, but 20.4 in the slot. So don't start Michael Wilson. He is a bit banged up. He is at practice, but definitely don't want to be starting him because he will, he will be outside. I really like the matchup for McBride. I think can easily be a top 10 option this week, especially with, you know, like a Kelsey on by and a few other guys that are going to be on by. But I think the bigger thing is that we hope that what we saw in this offense for McBride can translate now with Kyler Murray is that we've loved what we've seen. You know, you've talked endlessly about Hollywood Brown and his Trinity score and how the air yards are there, the target shares there, but he does have a new quarterback now. So we're going to see how does he acclimate to the offense. I think that Hollywood will be fine. I think we've seen McBride flash a little bit with Kyler, but more so getting him involved and seeing that continue to happen consistently for Kyler Murray. I'm not as worried about Kyler throwing the ball. It's more so just what does he do on the ground? Don't expect a lot on that front. But how does he operate this offense? Who does he get the ball to? And that's what we want to pay attention to. It is a new offense. It is a new offense. So you're saying you're not concerned with him throwing. It's a new offense, right? This is a completely new offense that it's his first rip, man. No preseason. Throwing him out there. Uh, I'm just tempering expectations this week, but I'm excited for him. On the other side of the ball, Drake London should be back in action, return from his groin injury. Kyle Pitts, mm-hmm. um, how are you feeling about those two pass catchers in this matchup? With uh, you know, everyone thought Heineke would be the savior. While better than Jason Ritter, it still is not good. They need a. It's more of the same, right? They in terms of the actual the usage way. and utilization, yeah. They need a quarterback in the worst way. I, I can answer the question. You probably feel a lot better about London than you do Kyle Pitts because yep. Jonu Smith is a thing. He's he's going to continue to be fed the ball despite our wishes and desires to for Kyle Pitts to be, you know, Travis Kelsey Jr. But Jay, let's let's stop let's stop teasing, man. Let's stop beating around the bush and just get to who this is all about. I mean, this is B. John Robinson, right? I mean, it's all about B. John Robinson and the comments from 
Arthur Smith about how good he is as an off-ball running back. Just an off-ball, how much he brings to the table as an off-ball running back. And if you listen to the full quote, I'll say I understand. Is it better? I I understand what he was trying to convey. And he's trying to talk about matchups and opening up other things in the offense. But the, the part that got clipped was he's very good off the ball. Jay, like, come on, Bijan, come on, like this. We need it, right? Is this the week, Jay? I mean, there's not a much better spot. Third in fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs. The Arizona Cardinals are. I mean, we've talked about this a few different weeks. Arizona is not good against running backs. They're not good against pass catching running backs at that. They allow point four receiving touchdowns per game. They allow a rushing TD per game to opposing running backs. So, it's a great spot for Bijan. The question is that everyone's wondering: Is he going to get the ball? Because there's the likes of Andrew Beck getting more red zone opportunities than B. John Robinson. And, and you talk about Arthur Smith saying he's on the field. They run the zone read and Desmond Ritter pulls it or Heineke pulls it. And then he fumbles and there's all these issues. And there's a bunch of things going on with the Falcons in the red zone. The opportunity is there in terms of matchup. Will it be realized? I have to admit I'm a little bit skeptical. All right, Jay, let's play a little Would You Rather Bijan Robinson edition right here. Oh, These are the estimate, uh, the uh, expert consensus rankings over on Fantasy Pros, Jay, half PPR. Bijan Robinson or Rashad White this week? I honestly think the answer is Rashad White. I really do. Rashad White's been great. Bijan Robinson or David Montgomery, who's down here ranked as uh, RB17? Bijan or Monty? Give me Monty. Monty's first game back. I trust him to score. Let's go the same draft class. Bijan or Gibbs? I think at that point, if I'm taking Monty, then I have to say Bijan. Okay. All right. Assuming Gibbs will be not too limited, but slightly okay. limited. That's, I, I get it. I yeah. get it. I get In the correlation of, yeah. there. You talked about potentially benching Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley or Bijan Robinson this week. At least you know Saquon's going to touch it 25 times. Barkley or Bijan? I think the answer is Barkley. I think it's pretty easily Barkley. If you just believe he's going to get the work and get the opportunity and Tommy DeVito can dump it off to him like seven or eight times, then Bijan's not I'm, I'm about that. to go. I'm that. about to go outside the top 24. Bijan okay. Robinson or Gus Edwards? You want to start Bijan in that, in that instance. But Ray, just, just for some added context here, or do you have another name for me? No, that was it. That was it. So some added context of the names that you just rattled off, right? Rashad White. DraftKings is RB6. Saquon Barkley, DraftKings is RB7. Bijan Robinson is all the way down at RB17. Now, Gus Edwards is at 21, but that just that goes to show how far he's really fallen. He's not viewed as this top fantasy asset, not viewed to have these lofty projections now. They don't have his touchdown projection right now, so he would go up a little bit. But he's not a guy that's getting these lofty projections because he's not scoring touchdowns. And, and that's the biggest problem is you don't even know how to value his touchdown. His touchdown should probably be minus maybe plus 110 plus 120 right really close 50 percent of him scoring he's just not there he's just not going to be there so that that's the biggest problem and Saquon Barkley's touchdown is 0.48 right so they don't even think he's got a better than 50 percent chance of scoring a touchdown right now so based off all that information and what we expect from Bijan in the red zone yes they should score a rushing touchdown the problem is is it probably goes to Algier and and that's what's going to limit his fantasy production if he doesn't do it on his own from outside the 20s he's probably not going to score because that's just been the trend all year long. All right, Jay, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns at Baltimore Ravens. And again, Baltimore favored by six and a half in this matchup with a 38 point 
total. 38 points in this one, Jay. So we're going to start this thing off talking about that man right there, Lamar. Lamar. Jackson, Lamar Action Jackson versus this defense. I mean, both of these defenses are very good, Jay. Very, very mm-hmm. good. And I'm looking at the rankings right now and the uh, Fantasy Pros ECR rankings. Lamar Jackson is QB3 on the okay. week. And QB2? Desha- uh, QB2 is Joe Burrow. QB2 is Joe okay. Burrow. And Deshaun Watson all the way down at QB20. On the week versus Baltimore, Jay. Um, hey, this is going to be one. Of, is this going to be the toughest test Lamar has faced all season versus this Cleveland Browns defense? Lamar Jackson has got this team playing like a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Uh, they're pulling him in the third quarter like this is college football because they're beating teams down. He's not needing to throw the ball. They're finding rushing production every which way. Doesn't matter who it is. Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, Keaton Mitchell, who's injured now. It's Lamar Jackson. It's Lamar Jackson. It's Mark Andrews. And it's the pass catchers. And I'm just going to say it's Flowers. It's Beckham. And Bateman, while he's not scoring us fantasy points, he's helping move the ball on the actual field. So that's Mm -hmm. what Lamar is going to do. And my question to you is, how does he get it done versus Cleveland? And is this going to be a Lamar through the air type game or Lamar having to take over and dominate with his legs? I do think it's more of him doing it on the ground, right? That's why, you know, you see the total and you're like, it seems a little bit low, but at the same time, this Cleveland defense is still great through the air. And when you don't have very good pass catchers, it's going to be more and more difficult. We've already seen Lamar have to do a lot on his own already and just making the perfect throws. And, and some games it works out, some games it doesn't, but he's going to have to do it on the ground with his legs. His over-under for rushing yards is like right around 45 or so, which is pretty standard for Lamar. And even a tough matchup, we know that Miles Garrett's going to be getting after him. We know that the yeah. cornerbacks are going to show up for Cleveland. So... I think when you look at it from that angle, I expect the ball to be in the running back's hands a lot, whether it's Gus Edwards or whoever they are toting the rock with on both ends, though, right? Because Deshaun Watson is back, but I think he will struggle, still struggle against his Baltimore defense. And then you look on the Lamar side, I think he's best served using his legs a little bit more in this matchup and really grinding this game out. I don't know if they can cover the six and a half because it does seem like a lot. And Seems I do like believe the, the Browns can score. But as I've mentioned, Baltimore has played much better at home, miles better at home. And so maybe they can put up another big performance this week against the Cleveland Browns defense at home. Um, but I do like Lamar. He's he's QB2 right now on DK, but only 200 yards passing. So they do expect a little bit more on the ground. Uh, 55% score touchdown. So it is a pretty good spot for him. It just has his overall production, but could be kind of a, you know, remember when he didn't do so well against Arizona? I think we could see similar production there once again. That game was on the road. This game's at home, but I don't know if he scores too many touchdowns, especially through the air in this matchup. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up uh, right now. I'm looking at uh, the EPA. I mean, this... These two defenses are these are the top. They're two number defenses. one and number two for keeping yeah, points these, allowed. These these are the these are the top two defenses in the NFL, and Cleveland being right up there, EPA per play close to point three, defensive EPA per play. They these are the top two defenses in the NFL. So I do want to talk about Deshaun Watson, Jay, and just get into it because though Watson took a lot of heat from old GQ on the uh, Desta- Dynasty uh, Destination. What is the damn show? Dynasty and Chill. Destination, Destination Chill. Chill show on Wednesday. Um, took some heat from old GQ about his, his Dynasty value, how to proceed with him. But I'm looking at these rankings today, and let's just go, would you rather Deshaun Watson or Taylor Heineke on the week? Ooh. And, he, and for y'all, y'all listening, Watson Ooh. is ranked behind Taylor Heineke right now. Watson, Watson or, or Heineke? Taylor Heineke? 
quick. I think I'm taking Heineke, Heineke just for the gut feel, just for just the rushing upside. Okay, Heineke, Watson yeah. or Josh Dobbs versus the Saints. Josh Dobbs. Wow. Watson or Levis. I could take Watson there. I could take Watson there. So th- my my rationale is honestly the slightly higher rushing upside for Heineke and Dobbs than we're seeing from Watson. I think Levis is probably a little bit less in terms of rushing upside, and obviously I think the passing upside is very similar. Man, I don't know if I could start no damn Heineke or Levis over Watson. I just, man, this what about Ravens defense Kenny is very good. No, no, I'm starting, I'm, I'm starting Watson. I'm starting Watson. I'm starting Watson over Pickett. I'm starting Watson. I just Watson's I just passing yard number is it looks like it's around 195 and a half. It's actually one of the it's one of the lowest on the slate. It's even lower than Lamar's, but it's one of the lowest. I think it is actually the lowest that is on DraftKings right now is Lamar Jackson's or Deshaun Watson's passing yard number. Mm. So he's not even projected to throw over 200 yards right now. Well, then if that's which, the case, how do you feel about Amari Cooper in this matchup? You firing him up, right? I think you start Cooper, but kind of out of obligation, right? If anyone's going to get the ball, it's probably Cooper and Watson can throw for a hunt for 150 yards and Cooper could have 70 of those yards and be fine. Right. He's not yeah. going to, he doesn't have the high end upside, but he'd probably be fine. A- Anthony is saying it, but I think we got to get out of this mind frame. He said, it doesn't feel right to start those guys over Watson. It doesn't. A lot but, of things don't feel right. But you know would you what? rather start Gardner Here, here's, the thing. here's the thing. Will Levis is going to throw the ball. I know he's going to, I know they're going to let Will Levis air it out and he's going to throw it deep. May throw an interest, mm-hmm. but they're going to let Will Levis throw the ball. And I just saw C.J. Stroud drop 500 yards on Tampa Bay. Yeah, I just I just saw Stroud throw for 500 and got tagged around. Maybe you do start. Maybe you do start Deshaun Will Levis over Watson, man. Maybe you do do that. Shit, I got to look into this a little bit more. Uh, Jay Gus Edwards must start, right? You're starting Gus Edwards. He must start this week, right? Gus Gus Edwards. Uh, I don't know, Ray. We Against know? this defense, I wouldn't say must start. He's well, like RB what 24. 324 on the week this week. uh, We got him at RB27 right now versus Cleveland. So he's flex at best, right? Running backs ranked ahead of him. Tajay Spears, Jerome Ford, Javante Williams, Najee Harris. Tajay Spears? Tajay Spears has a better projection right now than Gus Edwards. Come on, man. Because Gus Edwards has no receiving projection. He'll fall in the ends. I'm not starting no damn Tajay Spears over Gus Edwards, man. I can't do that, Jay. He's the only running back they have. If Keegan Mitchell's... I'm not. It, that's Derrick Henry. Like, what do you think? That, is Derrick Henry dead? No, but Tajay's been fine, even with Derrick Henry doing well. He's not they've, been they've, fine. They've co- they've coexisted. He's, he, he's not but done the thing anything. Is, what are you talking you about? Remember, he's been fine. He hasn't done anything. We don't expect him to do a lot, but if Gus doesn't fall into the end zone, he's terrible. Like he's, he's not get catching passes. Carries. Yeah, I don't know if he's getting twenty carries. His right. over under for rushing yards is right. forty five yards. Start Tajay Spears over Gus Edwards. Let's 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 see how that works out. Uh, who else from this game? Keaton Mitchell hurt. Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt. Both of those players have been usable week in and week out and pretty solid. You, you firing up Ford? Or are you just sitting everybody? You just don't want to start anybody from this game, clearly. You, nobody not is a really, start no. in this game. Okay. Not really. Uh, not really. I, th- I, just, I think both teams are too good. So you're you're banking on the, you know, one or two touchdowns. It's 37 point over under. If Lamar scored a touchdown, which we think he's probably of anyone on the team, would you say he's a higher upside than Gus Edwards? They're probably pretty close. Who? I would lean Lamar. Would you would you lean Lamar as the highest player, highest chance of a player to score a touchdown in this game? Yeah. Or would you stay uh, Gus? Andrews. Yes. Yes, Lamar. Or, well, Andrews, yeah. Andrews has, is dependent on Lamar. But so for me, it's like you're banking on picking the one guy who scores 
on the Cleveland side and on the Baltimore side if it's not the quarterbacks, right? And and there's two, multiple running backs you can choose from. That's that's my problem, especially with Ford and Hunt. You're really banking on picking the guy who scores James, that weekend. 38 points, stuff. man. Somebody's going to score, right? So it's not going to be zero to three. This is not, this ain't 1950. It's not going to be two to five. Somebody's going to score. We'll They're going to be touch. Okay. All right. The un- over-under yesterday was 38 points, and that game was, what, 16 to 13, and there was, what, two touchdowns, and one was a pump return touchdown. Bro. And they still put up 29 points. Come on, man. Bryce we just Young talked about these are two on, of the dude. best defenses in the okay. league. Okay, and, you, and, so you, and, the, and, the, and the analogy you choose to go to are two of the shittiest quarterbacks in the league, and they, and they still— I'm just saying. But the All defenses right. aren't good. Carolina lost a ton of points, so do the Bears, and it's, it's one and the same. Two good quarterbacks, two good defenses. Who's going to win? And I think both of us lean the defenses. All right, let's go to Houston and Cincinnati, Jay. Let's talk about the Bengals and the C.J. Shroud-led Houston Texans who are trying to make a little move down there in the AFC South, trying to mm-hmm. make a little move, getting some wins. I'm excited as hell for this matchup, man. This should be fun. I'm excited to see, uh, you know who it is, man, Joe Burrow doing his doggone thing, um, playing like playing out of his mind, playing like Joe Burrow, the same Joe Burrow yep. that we, we know and we love and we like to watch play. But it's C.J. Stroud. Is these two quarterbacks dueling it out? These two AFC quarterbacks dueling it out on this one. Um, Joe Burrow. I mean, he's back. No T. Higgins. I saw a video of him this morning. Looks like he was limping on the field with the uh, just yeah. walking. The did not area. did not look good for T. Higgins. So no T. Higgins in this one. Jamar Chase. Even though he had the back injury, looks like Chase is on the field. Where's that video where we have Chase? I'm always effing open. Where's Where's that at? Where's that? I'm always. Uh, it's one of my favorite videos right there. But Jamar Chase is back in, so we'll be good with that. When you're firing him up, Joe Mixon, volume base, bell cow RB two. You got to fire up Joe Mixon. You playing around with any of the Bengal tight ends this week? All three of them were involved oh, last no. week. Tanner Hudson, Drew Sample, Irv Smith, all three were involved last week. You playing around with any of them? Yeah, no, I'm not playing around with the tight ends. Uh, I think you could make the case, though, if you want to go for one of the auxiliary receivers, a Tyler Boyd, even if you want to get down and dirty to a Trenton Irwin, it's not going to be exciting. But in a game where we potentially could see a lot of points in this matchup, I think we fully expect that there could be, you know, a 30 to 28 game. We want to see Ken Stroud duel it out with Joe Burrow. So there's a lot of things and factors kind of coming into this game that we're all excited to see. It sucks and it's unfortunate that T. Higgins is probably not going to play in this game. No one expects him to, at least right now. But if Stroud can put up points and Burrow can kind of match him, is there a chance though, Ray, and I have to ask you this, is there a chance that Houston wins this game? Because we're already coming into the game and we're saying T. Higgins probably not going to play. Joe Burrow dealing with the back injury. And there's an outside shot. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Jamar Chase. Outside shot that Derek Stingley is back. He's been designated to return. He's probably not going to play this week, but there's an outside shot that he does play. Is there a world, do you think, where CJ can just come in and win and the Bengals do struggle on offense simply because their weapons just aren't healthy in this matchup? Man, if... It seems like it's trending that I way, mean, even with, though with Nico's the, with banged the points, up too. With the points at 46 and a half, I think six and a half uh, for Cincinnati is quite high. Is I bold, think that's, yeah. I think that's, I think that's pretty bold. I don't know if they're going to come in and win just yet, but I will say I think that we walk out of that game and CJ Stroud will have put more good stuff on wax and you just feel, I don't even care if he wins. Just go, go duel out with Joe Burrow. Just go have some fun. Go sling the rock with Joe Burrow. Go do your thing, CJ. I don't even give a damn if Houston wins or not. I know he's going to put some positive stuff on wax. No, and, and, and the crazy thing about what Stroud is doing is he's doing it with absolutely no running game. And everybody yeah. knows they can't run the ball. 
and all they can do is throw the ball, and they still can't stop it. So this is what a creative offensive coordinator and a very precision-based quarterback can get you in the NFL. We're excited to watch both of those players. Uh, from the wide receiver standpoint, Jay, I mean, all three of the Houston Texans wide receivers were incredible last week. All three of them were top 15, top, top, 11. T- top 11 wide receivers last week. Yeah, on Sunday. I, I don't want to just say fire up all three again, but Tank Dell, Noah Brown, Nico Collins, how are you feeling about those three? Rank them if you had to. Ooh, rank them. Rank them. Rank those three. I think, honestly, Ray, I think Tank Dell's number one. I okay. really do. I right. think Tank Dell's number one, and I think the main reason why is because Nico could be banged up. Even if he does play, he could be operating as a bit more of a decoy and will still be the number one focus for the defense. So I would lean Tank as the you know number two plus with a ton of upside. He's been playing great so far. So I really like him in this matchup. I think that Noah Brown is the one I struggle with. You know, he's been playing well. He's been getting targets. So there's a reason to start him. If you're going the the game upside and it could be a 30 to 30 game, of course, then you're going to also lean that side as well. But Robert Woods being back could throw a wrench into things. And I don't know who it hurts the most. Who would you say Robert Woods would hurt the most in this game in terms of Noah Brown or Tank Dell? I don't think you take away anything from Nico Collins. I think it might be Dell because he plays in the slot. Yeah, that's my concern as well. It might be Dell. Because he plays in the slot. But I'll just say this, Jay. All three of these dudes are are trending very positively. And I'm going to pull up the Trinity tracker right now. And you see Noah Brown above the regression line. Score at five. He's giving us about 11, you know, 12 fantasy points a game. There goes Tank Dell. His score of 6.65, giving us 14. And then Nico Collins coming back down. Tank Dell is on his ass right there. Nico Collins right mm-hmm. in that threshold of that historical you know, wide receiver three range, 15 points per game. But Tank Dell is slowly creeping up on Nico Collins. So this tells me that all three are viable, man. If you've got these three, I think Noah Brown could be a flex option. Tank Dell, you are firing him up in a wide receiver three. Or if you've only got two spots and a bunch of flexes, he's one of those guys. And if Nico Collins is going to play in a game where the total is 46 freaking points, Jay, you're firing up both of these, all three of them with, I'm firing him up with confidence. C.J. Stroud's okay. going to throw the ball. So give me all three. I prefer Noah Brown probably in best ball formats a little okay. more. Um, but I think all three you can play this week. I think you can play all three of those guys this week. And Dalton Schultz, Jay. Dalton Schultz still getting it done. People forget, man. I, people always talk about Ray. You know, I think that's probably my most proud <laughs> fantasy football call that I've ever had was Dalton Schultz. I, can, I, I have, can we have an honest conversation about Dalton Schultz, though? What? Were you really in in Houston? No, I mean because I wasn't in on Houston at all, though. So I think a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people were wrong about Houston. A lot of people, I thought sure. that people were. Yeah, nobody was anti Stroud. Everybody was anti Houston, which leads me to believe we always talk about how good we are at predicting team outcomes and what's the yeah. what's the narrative in fantasy. We're bad at player takes, but we're awesome at nailing what offenses are going to do, and we're so good. Yeah at predicting which offenses would be good. We don't know a damn thing. We don't know anything because everybody thought this offense would be bad and, you know, this is going to be the worst team in the league and this is not an environment for a quarterback to thrive and fade C.J. Stroud because he lands in Houston. And I'm looking, I'm like, I, I give me all the Houston. Give me all of that Houston. Give me all of that, all of them Houston Texans players right now. We don't know anything about anything. So um, I'm good. I'm good with all three of those players, Jay. Like all three of them. Yeah. No, Schultz, I wasn't in on Dalton Schultz, Schultz, Schultz in Houston. Yeah, Schultz looks but yeah, good Sh- now. Schultz is looking really good this week. Um, Ray, honestly, I think he could be the number one target on the team. 
Cincinnati, third worst, or yeah, third worst in terms of allowing fantasy points to opposing tight ends, 15.7, and an 82% catch rate. So I think, you know, if you're looking at Bobby Slug, what he's going to do, scheming up Dalton Schultz early is probably their best course of action, and then funneling targets to the wide receivers. So I do believe, you know, if you were ranking the targets on the team, Dalton Schultz probably deservedly so deserves to be at the top of the list. Hey, Robert, Robert says, hey, Ray, I'm going to need you to give OSU their props. You've been disrespectful saying that they're a bad number one team. They haven't reached their full potential yet. They are, aren't they a bad number one team? Hey, man, I love you, Robert. They still terrible. They're a terrible number yeah. one team. I'm not giving you. Exactly. I'm not giving them any props. They stink. They they they're they're an awful number one team. They're an awful number one team. I'll say it three more times. Awful, awful, awful number one college football team. Call it what you want. They stink. They stink. They shouldn't be ranked. Someone asked Schultz or Kittle. I would honestly play Schultz over Kittle this week. Debo okay. is back, and we'll get into that. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the San Francisco Jacksonville game. <laughs> Jay. Here we oh go. Oh boy. Not wow. again. Well, here no. we go. It's oh, not looking good for us, Ray. Oh, it's not looking good. Oh boy. We've Here's been riding question, high for Jay. too long. We, hey, Jay. Here we go. Even, even though they are what five and three, whatever they are on the season, and yep. you know, he's topping EPA per drop back and yada yada yada. If he goes out there and stinks it up versus this defense, which is not bad. This is a good Jacksonville defense. Yep. How far? You know, Dynasty Twitter is just Twitter fingers itching to get on Brock Purdy's head, man. How far does it fall if Brock Purdy stinks it up versus Jacksonville? Where's What happens to Purdy's value if he stinks it up versus Jacksonville? If Brock Purdy stings up versus Jacksonville, it is a big problem because Brock Purdy has already fallen down dynasty ranks, right? We were saying, oh, Brock Purdy's got to be in the top 10, got to be in the top 12. How is he only QB 14? Well, guess what, Ray? He's down to QB 17 mm. behind Jared Goff, behind Will Levis. My wow. goodness. Yeah, Will wow. Levis flying up the boards right you, now. Would you rather today, right oh, no. now, Don't right? Listen, right now, offer hit your inbox one for one trade. You give up your Bryce Young for Brock Purdy. Would you do it? Oh, I give up my Bryce Young for Brock Purdy. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I would do that okay. in a heartbeat. I okay. really would. All right. All right. Ray, honestly, if I had Bryce Young and someone offered me Will Levis, it, it would be difficult to turn it down. Even though I don't really like the offensive situation and the scheme in Tennessee, I mean, I don't like it in Carolina either. So I'm really just betting on the talent and of the player. And in some ways, Will Levis has way more talent than Bryce Young. All right, let me ask field, you this since but. we're here. We're talking about San Francisco. Would you rather Bryce Young or Jordan Love? Oh, you got to take Bryce Young. There's Bryce Young Jordan or Kenny Pickett? I'll take Bryce Young. I'll Bryce take Bryce Young, Young or Sam Howell. Oh, Sam Howell. All right, I, let's let's keep let's get back longevity to longevity isn't there, but damn, let's Sam get, Howell. Let's get back good. to He's this like game. QB4 this week, Christian McCaffrey. They're absolutely in the show notes. It's just in a not applicable. That like there's nothing to talk about. There's, yep. Yes, I, running back yes. one. Let's go, Christian McCaffrey. Yes, in a nothing not to talk RB1 about. Still not RB one on KTC, Ray. Who's still, what are we who's doing? RB, who's RB one? Who you think? Bijan Robinson. Who, who you think? The fraudulent one, Ray. The fraudulent one. Hey. Hey. Is Are he going to go there with Bijan? Is, is he the fraudulent one? Hey. Is he the new Look. fraudulent one? Every season we got to pick one. If there was a fraudulent one. We, every season I mean, we got to pick on. one. All right. Debo Samuel is back. Saying. Debo Samuel is back. I do think that will help Brock Purdy out. I, I think they've yes. been missing yes. that player 
This is yes. why I'm not going to panic on Brock just yet. I think Debo Samuel being back is going to be a big difference for him. Brandon Ayuk, my goodness, uh, his trendy scores ridiculously high. He's doing everything that he should. Air yard share, I believe, is over 45%. Oh. Banana land for, for, for Brandon Ayuk. He's doing a lot of good stuff, just not connecting down the field, not getting the touchdowns. Uh, when they get in the red zone, they're not throwing it. It's going to be a heavy dose of Christian McCaffrey every single time. But you are starting Brandon Ayuk. George Kittle, you're firing him up. Don't care about his long-term value. You got to start George Kittle. Other side of the ball, Jake, can we spend a little bit of time, okay? Oh. Talking about okay. your boy. Your boy oh. who you can't stand. Ooh. He's your fraudulent one. Trevor Lawrence, Jay. <laughs> T-Law right now is ranked in Dynasty. Where's he at? What's KTC today? Oh, T-Law uh, is ranked at all. Uh, QB8, Jordan Richards. QB8 in Dynasty. CJ Stroud is QB5. Listen, listen, listen. What do you... Go ahead. Just talk to me about T-Law as I pull something up real quick, Jay. So this matchup is tough, right? We all know that. San Francisco's defense has been struggling lately, but they're coming off the bye, so I think they're going to be very prepared for Trevor Lawrence. We've obviously seen the success of Travis Etienne. I think that greatly helps Trevor Lawrence just to be effective in the play-action game. We know that Travis Etienne has also been great in the receiving game, so there's a lot of good things happening in terms of this Jacksonville offense. They're very balanced. They're extremely talented. And I think they can definitely compete with this San Fran team and get after this defense, you know, so I, I am excited to see this matchup. It's a tough one, but when you talk about Trevor Lawrence, I do believe he does have some upside this week. Now, of course, on the season, San Francisco is tough against quarterbacks. They're 24th in the league in fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks, so they are in the top 10 in terms of allowing points. But I do think there is a world where Trevor Lawrence can be good enough to have success this week. But, right, what did you pull up for the people? What, so what are your thoughts on this, man? So T-Law and Mac Jones were both drafted in 2021. T-Law's played a couple of more games, 42 games, Mac 39 games. 64% completion percentage for T-Law, 67% completion percentage for Mac Jones. T-Law's got yeah. 1,200 passing, more passing yards on Mac. Mac's got 45 TDs to T-Law's 46 TDs. 29 INTs for T-Law, 32 for Mac Jones. Passer rating, 87 for Mac, 85 for Trevor Lawrence, and they both have 18 wins. Both of these – this is this ain't GQ. These are just the numbers that you can pull well, off of. Uh, technically, there's no source here. You cut that off, so it could be GQ. Well, I just didn't – I didn't – I didn't – we don't We don't support that, uh, that the troll account, uh, NFL Rookie Watch. But these are the numbers, oh, yes. right? And my question to you is this. You look at what Jacksonville has, and there's no doubt that those weapons are light years beyond what's been in New England. Why does yeah. one quarterback get the treatment that that he gets, and the other one gets? Oh, this is a, a locked and loaded. It listen, I'm just asking the question, Jay. When you've got two players, identical stats, both first round picks, and there's no doubt about. It, I name me a worse wide receiver room over the past two, three seasons than New England. Yeah, for his career. Name one. Right? Name one. Yeah. Na I mean, you look at you look at what they got yeah. right now. You could like Pop Douglas all you want. Outside of that is, is dog shit in New England. It's slow. It's antiquated. The defensive coordinator calling plays last year. Yeah, we forget does, Kobe Myers why, was there, right? Why does one quarterback get the hate that he gets in the other one? Why do, why do we do this pass thing for him? I'm just asking. 
I mean, I think it comes down to is what have you done for me lately, right? Mac Jones, his best season was his rookie year. What is T. And Trevor Law doing? Have season. you looked at T. Law this year? Hey, man, I, you, you know me. I won't. I won't hesitate to criticize T. Law for not doing enough. I've I've been there. I've been there from the beginning, right? But you know, you and others give T. Law a pass. Urban Meyer couldn't have a worse situation. And to be fair, part of that has proven right. But in terms of Mac, his best season was his rookie season. Right? He's gotten worse ever since. He's thrown tantrums on the sidelines. He's not a very likable player, whether it's in New England or otherwise. And for whatever, for better or worse, what do you do on this show every week? You come on this show and you say, man, for everything he is or isn't, Trevor Lawrence is tough, man. He's out there every game. <laughs> he's battling. He's fighting. And you like that, right? You like to see that. And you're not the only person who feels this way. What does Mac do on the sidelines? Throws tablets, yells at people after he throws interceptions. Oh, boy. Crying oh boy. on the sidelines. Oh. You, you, you know, let me tell the you. The stats are the stats, the but they're I'm trending in opposite directions. When people talk about that stuff, like that just remind, that lets me know you haven't played any level of competitive sport at all. None. People yell on the sidelines. People cuss each yeah. other out on the sidelines. You fight in the locker rooms. as, as competition. Like people, anybody, when, when people start to bring that to the table as the, the foundation source of their argument, it lets me know that you've done nothing competitive besides play Call of Duty or Madden online. And I know you play a lot of Call of Duty online, so that's not any personal shot at you. Sounds but personal. It, it's very easy to cut your game off whenever you're losing, right? Disconnect, cut the game. That shit happens in sports, man. It happens. I mean, I'm, I, we coach my kid's six-year-old baseball team, and we're on ass. In the dugout, they're getting on each other. Hey, man, let's go. Catch the ball. Catch the ball. Throw it to me. Throw the damn ball out the outfield. That stuff happens. I don't care about Mac Jones slamming a helmet on the sideline. Get out of here with that. That's just narrative bullshit that, that people are just, you, you've never been involved in anything competitive if that is an argument against a player. Like, spare me that talk, man. But it's play on the field is still not good and, and more importantly trending the wrong direction and when you are playing poorly and the team is playing poorly and all those things are happening it's a snowball effect and it's been a snowball effect for the past two years with mac jones situation is bad players are bad he is clearly not a guy who's elevating a roster what you're saying is absolutely fair but they are all additional points that add to the criticism of already having poor play right that's that's the biggest problem where trevor is winning He's, you know, he's not, not playing. They've won the same amount of games. The they've won 18 games. Okay, but is, okay, that's that's fair. That's not but fair. But Jacksonville that's is truth. a team. That's not Jacksonville fair. Jacksonville is the a truth. team that was god-awful in Trevor's first year, and they lost a ton of games, and they had a lot of improving to do. Mac was on a team that had a great defense, had a great foundation, and is now starting to look like Jacksonville did in Trevor's rookie year. So, like, I mean, they're two teams trending in opposite directions. Jacksonville's on the upswing and they're winning games, and Mac is on the downswing because the team is bad. And I think that's that's what it boils down to. Yeah, they're just it's trending just opposite directions. It's just interesting, you know. Like, it's 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 interesting that you look at the career so far for both players, and one is viewed as he's definitely getting a two hundred and fifty million dollar contract. And the other yeah. one is viewed as he doesn't even need and to be in the And he's the golden NFL. boy, right? And yeah. he's one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time. And he had an undefeated freshman season. Like, the, the, all those narratives around Trevor still exist and are always going to exist because he was drafted first overall and Mac wasn't. Like, the stats are the stats. And, and well, that's where, you know, the numbers lie and don't lie, right? It's, it depends on what side you're on. Well, they don't lie. They're, they're, they're just the numbers. They don't lie. The numbers are the numbers, man. Like, it's not me manipulating anything. Those are the numbers. 
Travis Etienne, all I have in the notes, monster. Travis Etienne is an absolute monster. Dog, monster, fire him up. Where's he at right now? Let's see where he's at on the weekly rankings. RB4 versus San Francisco. I ain't scared of San Francisco's defense. Even though they got Chase Young, I'm not. I'm not afraid of that defense. Even though they got Chase Young, even though they got Chase Young, I didn't even remember they got Chase Young. You ain't remember that Chase Young. You fired up. How much did he play this week? You think he plays a lot this week? Hell yeah, they had the week off. Yeah, yeah, he's out there. He's out there. He's sixty percent. That's good enough. He's getting it, man. Uh, Ridley and Christian Kirk. Calvin Ridley, your boy, Jay, trending in in an opposite direction after week one. Ridley Kirk. How do you feel about these guys? I think they're both wide receiver threes that you got to play. Uh, I wouldn't say you have to play Ridley, and I much prefer Kirk. Uh, really? The San Francisco, really? yeah, San Francisco defense is much more susceptible to the slot than they are to outside wide receivers. So I much prefer a Ridley than a, or sorry, Kirk than a Ridley, and as well Evan Ingram. On top of that, also prefer him to some okay. degree than Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley will get his targets, but he has been very disappointing. And when talking about attacking a defense like San Francisco, you really have to do it through the slot, through the middle of the field, and obviously it lends itself to Christian Kirk and a little bit of Evan Ingram as well. Yeah, all right. And that's how it is in the rankings. Calvin Ridley, ECR 25, and Christian Kirk, 18. So just how you called it, Jay. Just how you called it. Evan Ingram, he's a tight end. Got to start him. He's tight end. Got to start him. He's getting volume. Start Evan Ingram. Don't 100%. get cute with that. And you've got a couple of tight ends out. Jay, Chargers and the Lions. Last game that we're going to touch on. And we start Ooh. with David Montgomery, Jay. David Montgomery is back. And everybody wants to know what that means for Jameer Gibbs and this rushing attack. When Monty was in, he was bell cow Monty, man. He was just being fed, 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 fed. Dan Campbell talking him up. We need a running back that I can give the ball to 30 times a game if we need it. But in his absence, Jameer Gibbs steps up. He's been playing damn good football, Jay. I mean, explosive. I mean, that big primetime game where he showed out. Was that a Thursday night game? Monday? Monday against Monday the Raiders. Night. Monday against the that Raiders. Was, that was like got Josh McDaniels fired. Yeah, yeah. The Monday night game, Jameer Gibbs goes off. How do you just think this situation is going to play out? And I'll give you where they're ranked. I think they're back-to-back. ECR rankings, half PPR. I think both of these players are damn near back-to-back. Yeah, Monty RB17. Jameer Gibbs valued as RB19 on the week. How do you think it's going to play out, man? Oh, man, how it plays out is difficult. We've already heard from Dan Campbell saying that they are going to keep Gibbs involved. And I think, you know, he's shown enough. He's going the confidence. He understands the offense and all those things. So that is good. It's encouraging that we're at least hearing positive reports that it's not just going to be Dave Montgomery again and Jameer Gibbs waiting on the sideline for his opportunity. So, but what does that mean? Does that mean eight carries? Does that mean 10 carries? The matchup is still kind of tough. And so... I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. And if I was picking a game that could be a shootout, this is probably the one. But I don't know if Jameer Gibbs is the guy who's going to smash this week. I think you have to start him. You know, Jimbo's saying 60-40. I think that's more than fair. But in terms of opportunities, it could be a little bit more skewed towards the Monty side if he's just getting, you know, 18, 20 carries and Gibbs doesn't see enough targets because that's where he's going to get his volume if he gets it. The Chargers are susceptible to pass catching running backs, so that is a factor as well. But I do believe that it's going to be tough to some degree for Gibbs to get going, at least early on, and I wouldn't expect that. I'm not expecting 50-50 split. I expect it to be a lot of Monty, even though he's coming back off injury, because every time it seems like he's injured, he still plays a ton of snaps. Yeah, Robert said it. Gibbs is a dog. Gibbs is a dog. Uh, Gibbs, we talked about him. He's a, he's a good player. Hope they don't take him off the field. Jay, Justin Herbert. <laughs> um. Oh, boy. Not again. <laughs> Where's he at? Where's Where's Justin Herbert on the season? Um, right now on the week, he's ranked QB five 
on the week. Uh, how are you feeling about Herbs, man? This this game versus Detroit, long term. Where are you at with Justin Herbert versus this defense? I mean, I think so. The defensive matchup is okay, right? Detroit is mm-hmm. 14th in fantasy points allowed, so middle of the pack. They're not bad. I think the biggest problem is that Justin Herbert needs to, you know, show us that he's a top five, top seven, top 10 quarterback, even at times, because he doesn't always do that. You know? game. I mean, he's QB three. Well, I think early on, we saw a lot of good things from him. And, you know, Mike Williams got hurt. And, and you know, Quentin Johnson obviously is, is not the guy. I am excited to see this matchup because, as I just mentioned, it could be a lot of points. The running game is not going to be there this week because Detroit's second best in terms of rushing uh, production allowed. They've one of the best fronts in the league and they don't allow really anything on the ground and haven't all year. So I don't expect to see much of them. So they're going to put the ball in Herbert's hands, but they did that last week and it didn't really look so great. Now against that was against the jets. Jets defense is phenomenal. We'll see how he looks against Detroit, but I'm not expecting him to necessarily light the world on fire, but I hope they put the ball in his hands and he delivers. Cause I think we could use that reminder of just how good Justin Herbert can be once again. Yeah, man, he's had a rough kind of three game stretch. QB 26, QB eight, QB 22, and before that, QB5, 5, 5, 1, 11, and 6. So it's been a little bit of a rough stretch for Justin yeah. Herbert. And I do think the fact that uh, QJ has not stepped up is not helping, right? You got Keenan Allen still doing his damn thing. But QJ, you, you go to the Trinity tracker right now, the worst wide receiver, Trinity score of qualified wide receivers in the entire database, the stone worst receiver, Jay, Quentin Johnston. Almost a sub one Trinity. I mean, I don't even know what that means. I, I literally don't even, and I built it. I don't even know what that means. I know means. it's not good. He's the stone worst receiver in the whole database. Just, ugh. Austin Eckler, elite running back, lock and load. Austin Eckler this week. Yeah. Sorry, Austin there's, Eckler. Like I mentioned, nothing, the running like said, back matchup is be bad, said. but yes. he will get it in the receiving game and, and yes. more than confident that he will do that. So definitely like Austin Eckler, you're starting him every week. Keenan Allen, you're starting. Starting. Have to. He's the only Amin receiver Ra. available there. Amon uh, you're starting. Firing him up. Nothing now, needs to be said. Now, Ray, there was, there was mention in the chat. I saw the name. Donovan Peoples-Jones is now oh, in Detroit. Shit. No, DPJ. Arthur Coming off J-Mo. the bye. Oh, okay. the, 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 this is the question. Do you think that Donovan Peoples-Jones can take J-Mo's role in the offense? Because even though DBJ isn't this like elite speed threat the way J-Mo is, he operates in those two wide receiver sets. He can play in the play-action game, all those things that J-Mo does and <laughs> does with varying levels Dude, of success. I don't want can any Can DPJ of them. get it done? I don't, I don't, I don't no. Come on, Ray. He, he was other. left for dead in Cleveland, and he was, no. he was Pretty right, give, good me last jo- give me Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. That's who you should be talking about. Not Josh no DPJ. Reynolds. Not no Jamison Williams. Talk about Josh Reynolds. If I'm going to fire one of those three up, give me Josh Reynolds over damn DPJ and Jamison no Stonehands Williams. Uh, Stonehands Stone hands. Williams. Damn. Sam Laporta. Yeah, full confidence. Fire up Laporta, yeah. <laughs> fire him up. There's nothing left yep. to be said. And we did not talk about Jared Goff, but yeah, he's a... Uh, on yeah, the week, where's Jared he Goff. at? Yeah, you're starting Jared Goff. Uh, where's Goff at? QB6, ECR QB6, Jared Goff. So, yeah, you're firing him yep. up with full-fledged confidence um, this week. So, there it is, man. Those are the those are the games. Those are the matchups. Those are the fantasy names. And those are the NFL takeaways heading into week 10. I can't believe we're already at week 10, Jay. It's going to be gone before we know it. It's going to be gone before know. we know it. And once it's over... We flow into NFL draft season, full-fledged prospect season. And there was some news, Jay, that I don't know if a lot of people caught 
or if a lot of people kind of understand the impact from the college football world. But what happened over this past week? So basically, it was announced over the weekend. I believe it was Tom Pelissero who actually broke the news. It was reported that now underclassmen who, again, declare for the NFL draft are going to be eligible for all-star events. Now, it's not all all-star events because there is more than just the three, but there's the HBCU Combine. or It's, 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 it's not the Combine, right? I think I got that wrong. Is it the no, all-star they, game? They they've have got HBCU? an all-star game, yeah. I know they have a Combine as well, but it's, they have an all-star game, the Senior Bowl and the East-West Shrine Bowl. Of course, two events that Ray and I will be at and very excited to do so. So we could see, I mean, the, the the big thing here is that we don't know who's going to be there, but we could see a Caleb Williams. We could see a Drake May. We could see a Marvin Harrison Jr. And so this is big because while people still, you know, believe in the combine, watch it, all these things, I think you and I, Ray, would agree that these all-star events show a lot more they, on the yes. field than yes. you see at the combine, mm -hmm. especially from running backs in particular, because running backs do well, nothing of value at the I combine. Mean, but receivers, I mean... Yeah, look at the, the look at the two that we just look at the two we stuff. just start talking about right now. Tank Dell and Puka Nakua were immediate standouts at the Senior Bowl, and we're told, "Hey, y'all can go yep. home." After Jayden day Reed, two, Jonathan after day Mango, two, yeah. see you later. Go home, Luke Musgrave. We don't need you. Go. You know what I mean? Trey McBride. This is a big deal. The fact that, and for those y'all don't understand, in the past you had to be a a, a senior a or a graduated yeah. player yeah. in order to participate in the Senior Bowl. Well, this gives opportunity to players like a Bucky Irving who may declare and wants to go out there, practice in front of the NFL coaches, get like you get to interact with them right there. I mean, uh, we're yep. down there last year, Jay, Mike Tomlin coming by talking shit to people on the sidelines. Hey, <laughs> Wink Martindale right there, which is, Hey coach, yeah. what's going on? Co Flores. I'm chopping it up with Brian yep. Flores in the end zone. So it's an, it's a really good audition. And three years ago, Mac Jones, Devontae Smith and Najee Harris were at the Senior yep. Bowl, did the practices, but then didn't play in the game, right? So I think this is this is a big deal for some of these underclassmen that want to declare. But looking mm -hmm. ahead uh, to college football this weekend, Jay, there's some really big matchups with some really big implications and none bigger than the 9.30 p.m. game on Fox. My goodness, late. Let's go. Back 12 after dark. Bo Nix. And the Oregon Ducks play Caleb Williams. And this is a big test because there were some people who thought maybe Caleb Williams, after that final loss, could that be his last game? He's, does he sit out the rest of the way now that USC is totally out of it? I mean, these are two quarterbacks that in Trevor, I believe it was Trevor Sikkim's latest PFF mock. Both of these cats were picked inside the top seven in his mock draft, Jay. It's a big game for, for Caleb Williams and Bo Nix. What you think the outcome is and how you feeling about these two players as we progress for Dynasty rookie draft season? Yeah, I mean, it's a big game for Knicks because it's going to be nationally televised. Everyone's going to tune in because they're going to want to see how does Caleb Williams respond, right? Is he going to once again lose another game? And Ray, I mean, obviously, I like Oregon in the matchup. I love Troy I mean, yes. Franklin. I love Bo yes. Nix. And, and USC's defense has been so bad. You have to like Oregon in the game. You know, yes. Bo Nix is third in college football and QBR, 85.6. I believe he's completing 78% of his passes on insane. the year. He's been insane. ridiculous, right? That's A guy insane. that I feel like I've been going to bat for for the past two years since he was at Auburn. I've been going to bat for Bo Nix. What? Get oh, that. yeah. Get out of here, bro. It, you can't. The, no, the Heisman, the Heisman no, members, sir. they you know I've the been going to bat for Okay. I've been going to bat for you want to go look at our old Mojo videos. Remember, we talked about buying okay, and okay. buying right, shares right, of Bo right. Nix, right? Go ahead. Go ahead. 
But yeah, I like Bo Nix in the matchup. I think it's a great showcase game for him. I think he's going to do a lot of good things against this defense. He can run the ball. He can pass the ball. I am surprised to see him, you know, first round in mocks. He seems like a second round type of guy. But I think the bigger point, and we'll get into some of the other quarterbacks as well, it feels like a great year for the second round quarterback, which we haven't seen yes, over the past few take. years. And, right? We don't see this very often. The second round is not often a place for quarterbacks. We saw Will Levis. We know, of course, of Jalen Hurts. And I can't think of any other, not any notable second ones at least. Maybe a couple have been drafted, but definitely no notable yeah. ones. But man, we Hurts, could Levis. see like three, maybe even four quarterbacks drafted in the second round. It depends on who falls out of the first and who ends up in the second round. But I think the Bo is one of those guys, fringe first rounder, could definitely be a second rounder based on how he's playing. The Pac-12 is just loaded at quarterback. And this is a big game for both quarterbacks. But I do think it is still bigger for Bo Nix because everyone knows that Caleb Williams is going number one overall. Yeah, I think this is a I think this is a big audition. I think this is a big audition for for Bo Nix. And it's not that USC's defense is any good, but you want to see him duel it out with Caleb Williams. And this could be, I don't want to say his Heisman is, you know, sort of Heisman moment, but it's kind of open. It's kind of wide open. And right now, Bo Nix, oh, yeah. according to PFF, number two overall offensive grade, only behind Jaden Daniels, one of those quarterbacks that you talk about potentially being one of those, uh, you know, day two, early day two picks, potentially late day one. Jaden Daniels is going to be one of my guys this year. Not my top rated quarterback, not even top three, but he is a quarterback that I like right in line with Bo Nix. I do like yeah. Jaden Daniels quite a bit. But also inside of this USC game, there's a running back that not a lot of people talk about, Jay, but Marquise Bucky Irving, fantastic mm -hmm. freaking running back. Jordan Backus, our analytics guy at DD, talks about uh, Bucky Irving, it seems like every single week, but this is a player who's starting to rise up draft boards. I'm seeing a lot of people get excited about Bucky Irving, Jay. Troy Franklin, your guy, you have been on Troy Franklin since his freshman season. So I know yep. you're excited to see him versus this very porous and open USC defense. And Jay, I got a sleeper for you, man. Marshawn okay. Lloyd, running back out of USC, supposed to be back this week. Physical runner, one of the top running backs in his class. Went to uh, South Carolina to start his career towards ACL, matriculated on the USC. Lloyd is good, man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Jay, we there? Jay. I'm back now. If, if, I'm yeah, back we're now. back now. Good, goodness I'm gracious. Now. I'm talking about Marshawn Lloyd and the stream froze on me. But yes, Marshawn Lloyd is going to be another good option. He's a sleeper running back for me. I love me some yeah. Marshawn Lloyd, man. Big time player right there. We also have five star too, right? Lloyd? I feel like he was five star. But prototypical size, has the speed. Like, dude's just huge. Physical. He's physical, physical running back, and he can catch the ball. Utah versus Washington. Everybody's favorite, Michael Penix Jr. in that one. And then if you haven't had a chance to watch this player play, Romo Dunze out of Washington is in F incredible, dude. Like, uh, after Marvin Harrison Jr., it's going to be tough, Jay. You got Malik Neighbors. You got Roma Dunes. Yeah. You got, you know, Keon Coleman. It, it's just, this is a, a, a Mecca Ebuka. This is an excellent wide receiver class. But it's not just, it's not just Odunze. Polk is a freaking, is a monster as well yeah, on the other rising. side. He's going to, Jay, I, I, I mean, we could see, dude. I'm not trying to, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to get over my skis here. I mean, we can see like six, seven receivers Eight receivers in the top fifty picks. I, this is an oh, yeah. excellent in the top fifty wide, for sure. I'm, I think we could see class. six in the first round. Yeah, Odunze, like we really could. Uh, oh, I love me some Odunze, man. Love me some Romo Odunze. Uh, we also have Miami versus Florida, and one friend of the show, one of our boys, he's another Jordan. Jordan Vanek came on the show a long time ago, 
and pumped up some cat out of, uh, you know, he was transferring from Michigan State. And who is this guy? But he pumped up old Keon Coleman and Keon Coleman making it happen right now. So Keon Coleman versus Miami, Jay. This is a player that I saw mock number three overall to the New York Giants. Jay, what you think? What you think? I mean, he's a, he's a big body receiver, can get it done down the field. He's shown everything that, you know, he kind of, if you watch the tape of Michigan State, you saw, and now he's doing it with a much better quarterback, getting the opportunity, scoring the touchdowns, and obviously has translated to his draft stock. I don't know about top 10. And and Ray, do you think he has that wide receiver two potential? I don't think I'd put him there just yet in terms of the draft class, right? Marv is number one. Do you think potential, he can be yes. number two? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think okay. he can. He's, he's not two for me right now. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think he can. I, I think he can. Right now, he's my wide receiver four. I have it. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., of course. Malik Neighbors, Romo Dunze, and then yeah, Keon Neighbors Coleman is... at four. But the, here's the thing. Wide receiver four, I still have him over every running back in the class. Over, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? He's still a, a day one pick, no doubt about it. He's going to be a first rounder. But it's a good matchup versus Miami is the point. Like I want to see yeah. Florida State and Miami go after it. Florida State needs to get it together. They, they, they tend to let teams that they should bury mm-hmm. stick around a little bit too long. Jordan Travis, I know a lot of people are pumping him up. They're Realistic, voting right now. I get that. Realistically, though, what do you, NFL wise, Jay? I just I'm I'm having a hard time I've, seeing it. I've never seen it. I'm right? Like early in the preseason, it, people are like, Jordan Travis it. could be a first, second rounder. Yeah. He could win the Heisman. I don't think and he's so. right there. He's third in Heisman yeah. Heisman race right now. But I I've never seen it. And and you could go back to even last year when they beat LSU, right? That big game where they beat LSU. People are like, oh, Jordan Travis is coming, and then they get Keon Coleman and. Then, I've just never really been a big Jordan Travis guy, and I'd be really curious where his draft slot and where his draft capital ultimately lands because I still think there's a world where he can rise. He does have a lot of talent, but I just when I watch him on the field, I just don't really see it. I just don't really see it personally. Yeah, Garrison said Coleman is not even in my top five wide receivers for next year. Not a big Coleman. Hey, Garrison, if you can, what, uh, what about Keon don't you like? Uh, but yeah, draft capital realistically, I think is like a third-round pick. He feels, he, feels, he feels like Matt Corral. To me, remember when we were kind of pumping Corral up to potentially be oh, a first yeah. rounder, and then he gets drafted in the third round. Kind of feels, kind of feels like Matt Corral, right? Kind of feels like Matt Corral. And then you got Trey Benson, who, by product of the running back class being awful, is just going to be a top five running back. But I've been yep. pretty disappointed by Trey Benson, and that was that was a player I was very was high hopes for about. last year. I had high, I had very high hopes. But we round this out with the real housewives of NCAA. And the Big Ten, man, this is just drama made for TV. Michigan and Penn State, all right? Michigan should win. J.J. McCarthy, cool. Uh, Blake Corm, good. Drew Alar, we'll see. And I don't care about it. The drama that's happening at Michigan right now. This is literally the real housewives of the NCAA. Jay, I was on ESPN this morning. There was an article, you know, could... So, for those of y'all who don't know, there's these reports that Michigan was stealing signs. They are, they, it seems to be pretty accurate that they hired somebody to go watch these other yeah. teams. They chart they this caught. stuff out. They got caught stealing signs. No doubt about it. Well, then Michigan says, well, hold up. Yep. Pot calling the kettle black here because all of y'all's Big Ten, Northwestern, Illinois, whoever Rutgers, the hell else is yeah. there. Rutgers. I think y'all Michigan steal- State was in there, y'all too. Y'all were stealing our signs, and not only did y'all steal our signs, you had a damn Google share drive that you were tracking it and spreading it across the whole Big Ten, and y'all, you know, 
It, it was this is a, this was y'all set me up. Y'all y'all were doing it to us. We're just reciprocating the favor. Mm-hmm. This is wild, Jay. This is legit must see TV. What's happening right now? And a lot of people are thinking, could this be the exit for Jim Harbaugh and potentially another return, setting up a return for Harbaugh, Harbaugh to the NFL and the team that I keep hearing, Chicago Raiders Bears Bears. 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 What do you think about what's happening with Harbaugh? Do you want to see Harbaugh back in the NFL? What do you think all this I stuff? Do, yeah. what's, you do? Okay. You I, wa- see I want to see him coach the Bears because I think, you know, you, you get Eberflus out of there, which I think we all would be pretty happy Did with. Did you see Eberflus you get- the, the halftime interview? Oh, we got, we got some special things coming. I can't wait to unveil some of this stuff in the second half. Yeah, okay, DC. Yeah. Thanks. What are you talking about, Everfood? What yeah. the hell are you talking about? And then what what they score in the second half? Three points? Oh no, they scored seven. Carolina scored three. Yeah. But back to Harbaugh. Yes, I think he could come back to the NFL, be the coach of the Chicago Bears, hopefully have a new quarterback under center, maybe Caleb Williams. They're trying to suspend I think the, him for this game, Jay. They're trying to suspend well, him before well, Penn what, State. I think it was. I think it was um, Cody who put it in the chat. I think he believed he said three games was the was expected to potentially come for Harbaugh, so he suspended for three games. Uh, but I want to see him back in the NFL, right? I, I really do. I think I think that his time in Michigan it's just about done. There's been too many things going on with Harbaugh this year, and it's not just this one isolated incident. He's he's already been accused of cheating and other things. Like I just think it's hilarious that like it's such a big deal. Because this is just something that should be happening all the time anyways. Like, Ray, you played football. Why is this a big deal? Like, we hear about players and teams calling out plays on the field because they know the play's coming because they watch the film, right? It's What is the difference here? Why why is this such a big deal? This should be happening. Again, should you be on the opponent's sideline stealing signals? No. Like, get your binoculars out. Do it from the stands like a gentleman. But it's stupid. And it's I just don't understand it. Like... It shouldn't be a thing right now, but you know this is this is the Big Ten. They're they're getting USC. They're getting uh, you know UCLA Washington? next season. They got a Washington. Yeah, Washington, they got to. I they think gotta spice things up a little bit to compete. Yeah, I think Washington got, and Oregon as Oregon? well are also coming. We got one. People have big QJ fear of Keon Coleman. But I don't think he's QJ. I'll say that. I don't think he's. I don't think he's QJ. But he's I way better in the air than QJ is, in my opinion. QJ for for as big as he is, well, as big as we thought he was, because he actually only ended up being six one. Yeah, he really think, isn't yeah. that great in the air. Yeah, it's just interesting. Just good fast. drama. Good drama. College football this weekend should be some good, good games. games on tap this weekend. Quinn Ewers coming back for Texas. Big Jonathan yes. Brooks. Love me some Jonathan Brooks. Very excited for that running back in this class. You also have a big game with Ole Miss, man. I think Ole Miss plays. I think it's two top ten. Who does Ole Miss play? I know it's a top ten matchup this week. Ole Miss. Who do they have? Ole Miss and who do they play? Georgia, nine versus two. Yeah, Ole Miss versus Georgia. You also have West Virginia, Oklahoma should be a good game. Florida versus LSU. It does look like Jaden Daniels is probable for that one. Please, Jaden Daniels play so we can get Malik Neighbors cooking. Um, And then you got Duke versus North Carolina. So you get a chance to see Drake May, who was off last week, and Devontae Walker. So... As we get closer to the end of the fantasy season, that's just the beginning of Destination Devi and us heating up for rookie draft season. Jay, I said it last night, uh, two nights ago on our patron AMA. Last year during the draft stream, I think we topped out at like 1,200 live viewers. I know we had over 1,000 on day three. I want 2,000 live viewers this year, Destination Devi draft stream. We're going to do it very big. We're actually going to do like a trades in five show 
talk trades Ooh. in the stream. We're going to have a bunch of people on, dope guests lined up. So uh, we're about to start cooking for prospect season. But that's the show. We did fantasy football. We did week 10 NFL. We talked a little college football and had some fun with the people. So thank everybody out there for hanging with us for an hour and 40 minutes. And most importantly, Jay, shout out. What's up, Dynasty Daddy? What's up? Shout out to Dynasty Daddy. Not, that's not the most importantly, but shout out to <laughs> Dynasty Daddy. Shout out to Cody. I, I just really, I respect, I just want to thank other content creators that tap into the show, man. You know, we're all doing our own things. We all have our own businesses going on. But when people show love like that, Carpentier, Dynasty Daddy, other people who create content, just want to say thank you. Really, really appreciate it. Thank everybody who watches the show, taps in every single day. We've got a lot of content cooking over here on DD, but most importantly, it is Veterans Day, Jay. So I do want to shout out to all the service men and women out there, all the veterans who have served this country well to allow us the freedoms and liberties that we have over here. My mom spent 33 years in the Air Force. She works um, contract work right now um, in DC at the Pentagon. Uh, my father was in the Navy, so I've got the utmost respect for uh, the people who do things that I never had the bravery or courage to do. So thank y'all for y'all service to this country. Thank y'all for watching this show. Enjoy the NFL this weekend. Enjoy college football. Jay, I got me a new cowboy hat. I'm very excited. Oh, it yes, is felt hat season. I got me a brand new uh, Stetson um, 6X Skyline cowboy hat that I will wear on Monday after my Cowboys get a big win. So make sure you tap in to wake up on Monday. Love y'all. We out of this thing. Not yet. Super Chats. I, I almost Super forgot. Chats? I almost came forgot. So close. I, I, I came close. What an outro. And I just screwed it up. All right. Thank you for the Super Chat. 12 team. PPR start 10. Six point touch. Six point per passing touchdown. And this is a contending team, Jay. QBs are Justin Herbert. Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, nice. Do I move Kyler for Bryce in 224 late firsts? Wait, do I move Kyler for Bryce in 224 late firsts? Uh, team is stacked. I know Scott preaches liquidity even when contending. Trading to my competition. Whoo, that's a nice haul. He's got herbs and, and, and Hurts, Jay. Would you give up Kyler for Bryce Young in 224 firsts? No, I don't think I would. I would. I would. I would take the liquidity of the picks. It doesn't it doesn't mean that Kyler that Bryce is better than Kyler, but what I can do with those two picks as a contender and the ability that you can go buy another elite asset, use that to package up, I probably would take the liquidity. I don't I probably would because I'm not banking on Kyler to do much for me this year. I'm really not personally. If no. he does it great, it's a couple of weeks left, and the man hasn't done anything coming off of an ACL tear and a, and a limited team. I like Kyle. Like if it was me, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't want Bryce. Like I'd I'd get yeah, another player that maybe can hit my roster. That's the right? problem, and that people. If we trade where you don't trade for anything other than the player that you like, then what are we playing Dynasty for? Like, no, no, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I'd, you, I'd trade for a player I could use potentially this season if possible, right? Like, I don't need to get Bryce he, he, Young He's back. got Herbert and Kyler. He's got Herbert yeah, and Hurts. Yeah, that's why I don't need Bryce back either. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You're, you're getting the liquidity in the picks. But if I can get a player that I that I prefer over a Bryce, I would look I would look that way as well. Okay. All right, Oaktown's finest. I, I would take the trade. Jay Rich says no. I would take the trade. I'm fine with Bryce as my QB3. And, and what I can do with those 224 first 
as a, and then if you win, that's just found money. If you win the league yeah. and you've got those two first, because you're not start. Are you starting Kyler over Hertz or Kyler over Herbert anytime soon? At least from what we project no. right now, the answer is no. Not. Oakstown Finest, um, is it safe to roll with the Bengals defense, or should I look at other options like the Chargers, Bucks, Colts, or Browns? Thanks, fellas. I would not roll with the Bengals defense versus Stroud. I, I would not do that. I, I wouldn't personally do it. Now, Probably not. No. They're playing at home. Chargers versus who do they play? Chargers no, Lions. Detroit. Yeah, no. Bucks the one I'm looking the, uh, at is the Bucks Browns. Titans, the Bucks Titans. Uh, yeah, I'd probably start I, the Browns defense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't mean, mind the Bucks the against the Titans, but I I do think, yeah, it's gonna be an ugly game. The Browns defense probably isn't allowed too many points. The the only fear is Baltimore at home has been excellent. But if the if the Browns defense can show up against Baltimore, then I think they'll be just fine. And they're definitely the best of the bunch. I don't trust yes. the Colts against the Pats. The Browns are the best defense in the league. The best defense yeah. in the league. I would start the Browns. Yeah. Best DV, DVOA by a mile. Rory Sullivan. Appreciate you, Lori. T-Law gets the love because he's silky smooth. I do think there's something to the fact that he just, I mean, he's T-Law, the golden one, that he kind of gets the pass. And then we got one here from B. Ruckus. B underscore Ruckus. Morning, my dudes. Opinion, please. I'm offering Chase, Connor, and Pitts for Keenan Allen, Laporta, and Jacobs. Chase has me worried. I'm just making, is there any other Chase besides Jamar? I'm just making sure. No, this no, is, no. I was more so, is that James Connor, I guess? Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, there's no other Connor. James Connor. So Chase, James Connor, and Pitts for Keenan Allen, Laporta, and Jacobs. I don't hate it. You're upgrading at pretty much every spot other than obviously wide receiver. No, but you but I mean, even Keenan Allen versus Chase in terms of redraft I be, production I is I just, probably okay. I'm not worried about Chase. Like I don't know why he's worried about Chase. I'm not worried about Chase. He had one down. We talked yeah. about this. We put him we put him in the ugly column last week because he had four for forty four, but there's no T. Higgins and Chase is playing. Chase is gonna smash. James yeah, Conner. They have a tough schedule. Like, too. Listen, he and Jacobs are kind of in the same boat. They're both volume-based running backs. Would I prefer Jacobs over Connor in a vacuum? Sure. But Connor's back and he's going to be fed the ball just like he was prior to going down. And no, mm-hmm. I don't I would rather have Kyle uh Sam Laporta over Kyle Pitts, no doubt about it. But uh yeah. I'm not I'm not pivoting off of Chase just to get Sam Laporta. Yeah, they need Chase like, really badly. They like, got I'm Houston, not doing that. Baltimore, no Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, the Colts, Vikings, Steelers, Chiefs. Like they, they have a very tough schedule. They will need Chase to yeah, be. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a hard, I'm a hard pass on that one, Jay. So I, I would not do that, man. I'm not, I'm not moving Jamar Chase off of, uh, you know, a couple of game worry. Not in dynasty, absolutely not. And even in redraft leagues, I think you're fine. I mean, I understand yep. what you're, you want. Try your to chase. try to try to get try to get Sam Laporta another way. Try to trade Kyle Pitts and something else to get Sam Laporta because I think that's probably what you're making this deal for. Okay, that's the last Super Chat. Now, that is the end of the show. Have a great weekend. We'll see y'all on Monday morning. Peace.